Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello everyone, welcome to the Arsenal win. Yes, we are back at you with another show of Talking Transfers, your daily show nowadays since Arsenal are being linked with so many players. And of course, I think the main player in the headlines at the moment is Rafinha from Leeds. So it's only right I've got Conor McGilligan from the social podcast producer at Manchester Evening News at the moment just to speak about the potential transfer of Rafinha to Arsenal. Conor, firstly, how are you, mate? All good, mate. We're speaking off air. It's too hot, but hopefully, you know, we'll get that, uh, that that sunshine will stop because it affects sleep, doesn't it, Bailey? So, yeah, but aside from that, mate, the warm weather, it's, it's, it's nice on your skin, but it's not good in the sheets. So, yeah, all good apart from that, mate. Absolutely. It's ridiculous at the moment, but I can't <laughs> complain. When the sun's not here, we complain. When it is here, we complain. That's it, mate. How we are. <laughs> That's how we are. But let's just... Let's just focus on, on Leeds United specifically, sorry, because I know you're a supporter of them and you have a very good player amongst your ranks that Arsenal are interested in, Rafinha. Just give us a breakdown of what you think he is and how good of a player he is. Uh, well, to be honest, Bailey, I mean, obviously we were in the Abyss Leeds United for around about 16 years, but I was lucky enough to see, you know, third place finishes, a title challenge uh, in 2000, 2001. Um, and I was... I was lucky to see Leeds in the sort of early 2000s, late 90s, be you know a very, very good team in the Champions League semi-finals, etc. So I've seen a lot of very, very good players come into Leeds United and obviously leave Leeds United. Now, he's completely unique. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Um, Harry Kuehl um, was something very, very similar. Didn't go on to do great things when he went to, to uh, Liverpool, but for Leeds United, he was incredible. Um, Kuehl was probably in the bracket of world-class um, when it comes to his age. And I think Rafinha is arguably better than what Kuehl was um, for what he's done for Leeds United over 18 months, the numbers he's putting out, the overall contributions, 155 chances created this season. Um, I, 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 it's actually quite scary when you think about if he had a top operator up front or top operators in and around him, what numbers this guy could be sitting on. He, in my opinion, has been the constant uh, for Leeds this season. And in my opinion, has been the guy who's kept Leeds United up. He's the X factor. He's absolutely um, pivotal to what we've done this season. And it's not only him going forward, but it's, it's him going back, you know, working under Marcelo Bielsa. Marcelo Bielsa has brought out this trait in him where... Not only is he ferocious getting forward, but as I've just mentioned, he's um, he's almost it's almost embedded into his game now that he, that he breaks he breaks his legs to get back for the side. You know he'll do absolutely everything. And I think that encompass just proves what sort of player we're talking about here. He's doing it on the Brazilian scene as well. He's starting for Brazil when he's going for international duty. He's scoring against Uruguay. He's scoring against other uh, South American teams. So for what he's doing at the minute, um, and you know for what his potential really is. I mean, he's 25, but, you know, he's still nowhere near his prime. I think prime for wingers is normally 27, 28. But um, overall, uh, Baylor, he is... he. If you, if you got him, he would be... I think over Gabriel Jesus, I think over Tielemans. I know you've been rumoured with those guys. Rafinha is the pick of the bunch, 
Absolutely. You speak highly of him, man. There's no surprise. So <laughs> Can't many... pop now, can he, Bailey? <laughs> there's, no, also, there's no surprise that so many clubs are, are interested in him. Of course, yeah. Barcelona want him. Chelsea are rumoured to be interested in him. Just, Connor, how, how likely is it that Arsenal could maybe snatch him? Because we know, apparently, according to David Ornstein, uh, Rafinha's preference is Chelsea or Barcelona. But do you think there's a chance for Arsenal to snatch him? Considering Arsenal creating a, a little Brazilian contingent at, 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 at amongst their players at the moment. Do you think that's a, that's a helping point for Arteta? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be attractive. I, I think so. I mean, there was a, I think, not really a problem, but when Rafinha came over, he didn't really have anyone in the changing room, at least. There was Rodrigo, who's who's Spanish, and he seemed to hit it off with him a little bit. And, and Bamford speaks pretty much every single langu- language there is going. So I think those two hit it off as well. But I think it's always going to be enticing for a player, especially a foreign player. You know, if you go to a a foreign land and there's players from your native country who are who are there and playing and, and being really successful. Um, especially, you know, all those players are going to be in the, the first team set up as well for the Brazil national side. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's a definitely a factor. It's an underrated factor as well. I don't think people take it into account, but it is. That will be a big thing for Rafinha. But I think, Bailey, to be honest, the, the huge thing at the minute is... Barcelona. Barcelona is huge for him. It is a massive, massive move. I believe he supported them when he was a kid. Obviously, he'd have grown up watching Rivaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho. Um, so you can understand the lure of it there. But obviously, we know the, tr- the troubles that's going on at the minute with Barcelona. But if they're able to sell Frankie de Jong um, for a decent deal, it looks like then Barcelona would try. And I don't, how, how Barcelona have got this money, I don't know, because surely the Frankie de Jong money should be going somewhere else, but it's not, apparently. Um, you know, if if that then goes into a Rafinha deal, uh, that is probably the more likely destination. Deco has come out. Um, uh, apparently, there's there's rumours saying, you know, Deco said that his, his other preferred choice is Chelsea. Don't really get that. And then you sort of split apart the links and you think to yourself, well, hold on, Deco played for Chelsea and Barcelona. So maybe he's just fueling the fire there. But but yeah, I think at the minute, Arsenal's a much... Uh, I know Chelsea have got European football, but I think long-term vision, Arsenal is a better fit for Rafinha. I guess the thing is, Bailey, if he goes to Arsenal, if he goes to a Tottenham, the problem is these clubs are going to be wanting to secure his services for three, four, maybe even five years. He will then never get a move to Barcelona because you're going to have to then buy him out of a contract. So there's a lot for him to consider here. There's also an argument, Bailey, that he, he stays at Leeds um, and then he gets a cheaper move when his contract's running down to a Barcelona when they've got a little bit more money, either in the winter window or in the, the summer window. So, yeah, I think it's definitely likely. It's clearly um, it's clearly heating up a little bit, but I, I do think his preference, and there is a big, big chance he, he will probably wait out for Barcelona. Yeah, you mentioned him potentially staying at Leeds. I know he had a, you mentioned earlier, he had a close relationship with, with Marcelo Bielsa, of course. Mm. And has that been translated to, to Jesse Marsh? And do you think that's a, so you think it's a high possibility that he could stay at Leeds because, of course, he wants to big Barcelona move. So Jesse Marsh and, and Rafinha have the same connection almost as Bielsa and Rafinha? Um, that's, that's, I think I think towards the back end of Bielsa, Rafinha was getting a little bit frustrated with him, to be quite honest with you, it's just because he wouldn't adapt how he was playing Bielsa. And I think that frustrated Rafinha a lot. Leeds didn't recruit in January. We didn't match Rafinha's ambitions. You know, he came to Leeds from Wren to be, you know, challenging in the top 10 and then, and then sort of progressed from there, really. So I think there was built up frustration there. Jesse Marsh kind of came in. It looked at the start like the relationship was good and, and, and I'm sure it still is good, but... Um, he did cut a frustrated figure on the pitch a lot. And there's been so many injuries. There's been so many problems at Leeds United that you can understand any footballer getting frustrated, to be honest. But when you're a player of his calibre, 
um, you need players in and around him who are going to be able to help you achieve that common goal. So um, I don't know if he's got that relationship with Jesse Marsh yet. Obviously, he's not been here long. Um, I don't know if he had that relationship with Bielsa because Bielsa was very standoffish. He didn't really talk to the players. It was all about, you know, him standing back, watching what they were doing and, and sort of watching from afar, really. So... I don't know if he ever established that relationship, and I don't think he'll ever establish that relationship with Jesse Marsh. I know he's a hands-on manager, but if you if you if you Rafinha, do you stay because of Jesse Marsh? I don't think so. The reason I think he'll stay potentially, Bailey, is because the Brazil national team is everything to him, and he is at his best uh, for Brazil when he's on the right. Um, either if he's, you know, in a three behind the forward or if he's just in a front three and he's better on the right for Leeds United as well. So he's not going to want to play on the left. He's not going to want to play centrally. Obviously, the problem with Arsenal is the fact that they've got Bakayo Saka out there and Rafinha is not a rotation player for for anyone. He's not. He's, he's too good. So that could be the problem because then he's going to think to himself, well, if I'm on the bench, if I'm doing this, I think Tim Vickery said it the other day, if I'm on the bench for Arsenal, if I'm not playing, if I'm not, you know, featuring regularly, um, that's going to affect my World Cup chances. And we know how good that Brazil squad is from an offensive capacity at the minute. So I think he's going to, that, that, I think that's a huge factor in this, Bailey, to be quite honest with you. Maybe the reason he might stay at Leeds for, for the short-term future. Absolutely. Yeah. That is interesting you say that because I think Brazil, they were screaming out for a, a right-sided player who, had, who was left-footed and could cut in and they've got that. They've got that in Rafinha. So, of course, it makes sense that Rafinha would stay at Leeds, guaranteed game time and then play at the World Cup, of course. But we've spoken about Rafinha's intentions, Connor. Let's speak about Leeds United's intentions because, interestingly, uh, last night, Fabrizio Romano did tweet out that Leeds were potentially interested in an old Arsenal transfer target, Cody Gakpo. Now, let's say Leeds United do go for Gakpo. Would Leeds be more willing to, to sell Rafinha? Because I know at the moment they're reportedly holding out for around £65 million. Pounds. Do you think possibly the arrival of, of Otavio, who you've also been interested in, or Cody Gakpo, could, could ease Leeds into a transfer? Yeah, I think it would. Um, I, d- I do think it would. I guess the thing is, Bailey, it's whether or not they've got that money or whether or not that's like a contingency plan. You know, like we saw with Villa, when Villa let go of Grealish, and then all of a sudden they had like Bailey coming in, they had Danny Ings, and I can't remember who else came in, but they had three lined up straight away, didn't they? So I don't know if it's dependent on the money coming in initially. Um, But what I will say is uh, Cody Gakpo, I mean, yeah, he he is some player, some talent, and they've been linked to... um, They've been linked to a few others as well. I should say, Otavio, I think he's going to stay. They've just had a bid knockback of 30 million euros. So, you know, the fact that they've had a bid not back, that that maybe would indicate that they do have the money and, and they are willing to spend. Make no bones about it, Bailey. This is a project with Leeds. We don't want to be anywhere near 17th, 16th. And that's from the board downwards, you know, from the San Francisco 49ers who've come into the club, the manager, the vision. This isn't just Leeds sticking around 17th. We're, we are an ambitious club, so we'll be holding out for that money, but we'll be getting business done on the side anyway. So, um, Cody, G- I mean, Cody Gakpo and Rafinha are in the same side. I mean, now we're talking, now we're cooking. But um, yeah, I think Gakpo would be brought in to fit the narrow system, which is now what Jesse Marsh wants to play. The problem with Rafinha, obviously, is we know he likes to hug the touchline, and that stylistically isn't how Leeds are going to be going forward now. So, um, a lot to consider, but yeah, there's definitely potential in that, Bailey, 100%. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And let's let's speak about Rafinha's mentality and, and, and his attitude. I know, of course, I remember the last game of the season, Leeds-Brentford, I saw Rafinha just jumping into the crowd, celebrating <laughs> with the fans. Is that, a, is that almost, that signals his character? Because Arteta speaks massively and he says it's so, it's so important that the 
there's a good culture, there's a good dressing room, a good good squad morale. And do you think Rafinha would add to that or do you think he would impact it in a negative way? Yeah, I mean, could he do that with the Arsenal fans? Because he can do that with the Leeds fans, you see. I don't know, the Arsenal fans would be a bit weirded out by that. Leeds fans are a special bunch. So, yeah, I mean, he was loving it. That, that was iconic. It was an iconic moment in, in Leeds United's history, really. Um, and, yeah, that that image, I mean, we'll never forget it. What footballer does that, Bailey? And I think that's the stress that we've been through the, the horror of going down after being in the abyss for 16 years and going down after the first season, you know, and we'd just been pl- playing behind closed doors. Leeds United, a massive club. So that was, it was stressfully for everyone, including Rafinha. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of talk actually with, um, with Rafa, a lot of people were turning around and saying, you know, sort of into the January, I doesn't care. He's lost interest. He's thinking about Barcelona. And I staunchly stuck up for him because that wasn't the case at all. He wasn't able to get to those numbers that he was doing in the sort of first part of the season because he didn't have the quality around him. He didn't have players consistently on the pitch. You know, there was injuries left, right and centre. But even when those injuries were on the pitch, he wasn't able to cultivate as much as he probably would do at a better club because they don't have the same attributes as top, as top players do. So, you know, having Patrick Bamford, Calvin Phillips, the spine of the team out for so long wasn't going to help him. I mean, last season, he really started with Marcelo Bielsa from sort of December onwards and he was frighteningly good, frighteningly good. I think his numbers were only better bettered in terms of output um, by Bruno Fernandes in that short space of time. And obviously Bruno was fantastic last season. So, it showed this season he's got 11 goals. I think he's matched with Bakayo Saka as well in terms of goal output in a in a, in a much worse side. Um, obviously, his chance creation is still there. So his head never dipped. His work rate was still exceptional. And I think you could tell at the end when he's crying on the pitch. You know, this is a guy who's only been in Leeds for 18 <laughs> months. And it's a special club. Leeds is a special club. But for someone to come in and have that affinity with the club straight away, and, and and we wouldn't be in the Premier League if it wasn't for him, Bailey. So we owe everything to him. But I think he owes a lot to us as well in terms of giving him the platform. But he understands that. And I think him coming from humble beginnings in, in Brazil just shows that his attitude is on point. And I think um, coming into any changing room, um, I mean, Leeds' changing room is very, very close-knit. And he came in and apparently he's one of the most popular ones there. So, yeah, I think it all would be um, pointing very very well for in terms of attitude anyway yeah it's spot on absolutely spot on yeah it's good to hear and you've mentioned the depleted lead squad and Rafinha excelling that a couple of times but let's say best comes to best from an Arsenal point of view he joins the club he's on the right hand side he has Erdegaard, Bukayo Saka and Gabriel Jesus let's say around him just what is his ceiling and could he be the difference maker between Arsenal for example qualifying for the Champions League or playing in the European League next season yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that you know, if there's an option of keeping funds available, I don't know if this is, this is a thing with Arsenal, but keeping funds available for spending 60, 70 million on Rafinha, I think it's going to be 70, to be honest. Mm. Um, I would sort of let the Gabriel Jesus transfer go so you can afford Rafinha. Um, he, he makes everyone better. And I think that's a key attribute as well. Martinelli will start, you know, um, getting better. Saka will start getting better. And you forget he's t- he's 25. He'll be 26 this year. So um, as I said earlier, he's coming in into his prime, but you know, Saka's what, 20? Martinelli's 20, 19, 20. So he is experienced in that in, in that respect, really. So his sort of um, values coming on, onto the pitch and, and his technicality and all this sort of stuff will be, a, will be a big improvement. You'll see a big improvement in these guys as well. Odegaard's only young as well. So yeah, I think... I think him coming in, the ceiling is world-class. I, I think he is world-class. I think 
no Leeds fan will turn around and say he's not world-class, I don't think, because we all expect him to go to any club and prove it. I would have expected him, you know, if, if City were to get rid of Riyad Mahrez this season, they'd have gone for Rafinha 100%, and he'd have gone in and fitted like a glove. He's got that work ethic. He cuts in off the right-hand side and has, has beautiful distribution from both feet, clean striker of the ball, excellent balance. So... He's got all the attributes there and um, his consistency is a big thing as well. He, he has been consistent for Leeds United. I do thoroughly feel if we'd have had a striker on the pitch this season, his numbers would have been... We, we didn't have a striker, Bailey. We had our striker playing for five... He started five games and then we were playing a winger up front for the whole season. So if he had someone there, i.e. You know, Eddie Nketiah, I don't know if Martinelli's going to play through the middle at points, but if he had that... His numbers would be would be that good, and be and the, the good thing is he draws space as well because he's such a problem. You'll get players all coming at you. Might get two or three players trying to mark him out of the game, and it creates space for your other attacking outlets. So, yeah, he for me, if I mean I've heard it from a few Arsenal uh, shows and all this sort of stuff, but if you're to go for one player, it it's all day Rafinha, and you put all your eggs in one basket for him. Yeah, quite of excited me there. I can't lie. I'm, you think oh, he's? Do you, think, do you think I'm a big demo? I need. I need to be his agent, don't I? Really? I need <laughs> you do, team. you do. Because if I see him coming through the door now, I would be like, "Wow, we've just got one of the best players <laughs> in Europe." But no, he has proved it. He has proved it in the season. I think he's a wonderful player. So I do agree with you. I do you know think... the thing is, Bailey. The thing yeah. is, mate, because everyone looks at him and they say, "Ah, oh, he's finished seventeenth. He, he can't be that good." And that is. That is just not the case. And it is a it's a huge misconception when you see this boy in a better team like we have with Brazil. He's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll see a lot of Rafinha next season, hopefully in the Arsenal show. But before we do end the show, Con, I have to ask you, August the 31st, where do you expect to see Rafinha? Oh, it's, it's weird now if I don't say Arsenal, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, just for the purpose of the show, I'll say Arsenal. And the, the good thing is, as well, we'd pocket a lot of money because I think you know Arsenal have history in spending a lot of money on on certain individuals. So, I think we'd pocket a lot of money. We'd be able to invest it well. But to, listen, Bailey, we do. Not, uh, in, in an ideal scenario, you do not want to lose a player like that because we cannot replace that quality. Mm. You know, we can dot players in the round, but we cannot replace him as an individual. That's, that is near on impossible. So, yeah, an ideal situation, we keep him. I think the World Cup chances might be a big problem because he'd start at Barca. He'd start with Leeds, obviously. The problem is, I don't know if he's going to start ahead of Bakayo Sacco and he's going to be used as rotation when Saka's tired from what, from what I've heard. So, that will be a big problem and that will be a reason for him not to go there. So I think my head says uh, Barcelona, my sort of middle ground is he stays at Leeds and maybe my ambitious shot is he goes to Arsenal. There you go. Interesting, interesting conclusion. We shall see. Let's hope he does go with your ambitious shot and he does choose <laughs> Arsenal, but it will be, it remains to be seen. We shall see, Connor, you've been a legend. Thank you for jumping on the show, mate. Is there anything you want to plug your, your YouTube channel or your work just before we do head off so people can check you out? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't work for the Leeds Network now, but they'll be doing a lot on uh, Leeds, Leeds United Live with regards to the Rafinha content. Go check all that out, guys. Um, you might be able to get alternative opinions. And if you fancy some YouTube stuff, um, I have spoken a lot on Rafinha to Arsenal, so check out the uh, the One Leeds fan channel. But yeah, thanks for having me on, Bailey. And uh, yeah, I hope, I hope you uh, have a decent season. It looks like you're linked to a lot of players, so we'll have to wait and see. Absolutely. We shall see. We shall see what happens come August 31st. It will be an interesting one. But guys, if you've enjoyed the video, make sure to leave a like and subscribe. Also, leave a comment. Do you believe Rafinha will go to Arsenal, stay at Leeds or move to Barcelona? Let us know. Please do let us know. And most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way.